Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, how'd you sleep last night? To your health this morning, some 25 million U.S. adults suffer from insomnia, which can impact the way they function, or don't, throughout the entire day. Also this morning in our community and business spotlight, Pizza Lollapalooza is back this weekend. Great food and great fun for a great cause to benefit cancer patient services. We'll get details. And celebrating the International Day of Peace at a time when the world could really use it on many levels. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. It is Pause the World Day. (laughs) Man, if it were only that simple, sometimes just hit the pause button. Pause the world. It is also the International Day of Peace. So if we're going to pause the world, let's take a moment and uh, pray for peace. The International Day of Peace. It is also National Farm Safety Day for kids. And I know that a lot of farms in our area... So redouble your efforts today. Keep those kids safe uh, on the family farm. It is uh, World Alzheimer's Day today. Miniature Golf Day. When was the last time you played miniature golf? Today would be a good day for that. If you can dodge the raindrops, it's going to be nice and warm. Get in a round of miniature golf today. National Chai Day. National Pecan Cookie Day. Or is it Pecan I'm not going to open up that can of worms. Uh, National Pecan or Pecan Cookie Day. And it is World Gratitude Day today. So there is that as well. So I'm not sure why we need to know this, but this is one of the big stories uh, today. Apparently, there are something like 20 times the number of ants in the world as was previously thought. Researchers at the University of Würzburg in Germany uh, have conducted this uh, study now, and I'm not sure how they how they counted the number of ants on Earth, but this study is uh, published in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Uh, this uh, research out of the University of Würzburg in uh, Germany finds that there are, at any one given time on the planet Earth, 20 quadrillion ants. Uh, 20 quadrillion, and in case you're having trouble imagining what that number is, it is 20,000 trillion ants, uh, according to this uh, report on on CNN uh, that I happen to see. 20,000 trillion ants equal 20 quadrillion, and that estimate is 20 times higher than previous ones. Uh, The researchers said, quote, we virtually did not have any expectations because the numbers which floated around beforehand in scientific literature was basically an educated guess. So we had very little empirical data to work from. And so this is the novelty of our study, they said, because we synthesized the data from a lot of empirical studies. The previous global estimate between one quadrillion and ten quadrillion ants Uh, was based on the assumption that ants made up about 1% of the world's estimated insect population. 
And so they kind of extrapolated the numbers uh, there. Now, apparently, and I don't know how they came up with this, they uh, estimate that it, uh, estimate that it's uh, 20 quadrillion, so 20 times the original uh, estimate. Here's the question that I wonder. What if it's still uh, only 1% of the world's insect population? Does that mean that the entire insect population is 20 times greater than what was originally? And how would you know? Um, I these deep questions this morning. So there you go. That is uh, one of the big stories of the day. More than you ever wanted to know about ants. You're welcome. So I happen to see this uh, kind of interesting. Speaking of animals, although I guess ants. Would we call them animals? They're insects. Would we call them animals? Anyway, I digress. I'm trying to make a smooth segue into this story. Uh, this is according to uh, noted veterinarian uh, Dr. Katrina Warren. One common accessory that many pet owners have could actually be dangerous to your dog. Any guesses as to what it might be? She says we need to get rid of the retractable pet leash the retractable pet leash could be a danger to your dog why you might ask well that is because she says a retractable leash teaches dogs that it is okay to pull on the leash and can actually hurt your furry friend very easy to get tangled up in them and most of them are just a nylon cord that could easily cause deep cuts and lacerations if they get wrapped around the dog uh, dogs can also use the extra slack in the retractable leash to run into the street unexpectedly or confront other people or cars. Uh, they could be extremely stressful for other dogs and their owners, particularly if someone is walking an active dog. So she says, you just soon get rid of the retractable leash altogether. I, you know, my dogs have never taken to the retractable leash. Um, they don't, they don't get it. We put it on, put the dog on the leash and, uh, they just don't want to retract. They just don't, it doesn't work with my dogs. But anyway, if you have one, so you really should not use it. So something to think about if you're a pet owner. So I can't believe that we have to mention this, but apparently we do. The FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, has issued a warning about the latest viral TikTok trend on social media. NyQuil chicken. Yes, that's right. The NyQuil chicken challenge involves covering poultry with the -the over-the-counter medication and then cooking it. Why do we have to tell people not to do this? Why do we have to tell people not to do this? Uh, Boiling a medication, this is the warning from the FDA, boiling a medication can make it much more concentrated and change its properties in many different ways. Even inhaling the vapors while cooking the chicken could cause harm. So not only could consuming this <laughs> this concoction be hazardous to your health, even inhaling the vapors while it's cooking could be dangerous. Overdosing on NyQuil can cause dizziness, seizures, and other serious health problems. Again, I think one of the reasons why 
people will fall for this nonsense is because we think, oh, it's over-the-counter medication, so it can't be all that dangerous. But medication is medication. It can be dangerous, especially if you alter it in some way, like <clears throat> cooking it. Uh, when you cook cough medicine like NyQuil, you boil off the water and alcohol in it, leaving the chicken saturated with a super concentrated amount of drugs in the meat. This is according to Dr. Aaron Hartman. Is that if you're looking for flavor, stick to your traditional marinades in the kitchen, not NyQuil. I cannot believe we have to tell people that. <clears throat> cannot believe. Moving on, Hilton, you know the hotel chain, is headed into space. <laughs> this is amazing news. The uh, hotel chain has announced a collaboration with Voyager Space to design crew spaces, common areas, and yes, suites for the space exploration company's forthcoming Star Lab commercial space station. <laughs> <laughs> the first-of-its-kind venture will let the hospitality brand reimagine the human experience in space and make extended stays more comfortable. <laughs> Here's the question that I wonder. If you're in space and, you know, it's basically a floating Hilton hotel, what happens if you lose your key card? <laughs> I mean, you can't... Or, you know... Uh, does the uh, does housekeeping come in you know once a week? Do they fly housekeeping there? I, I don't know. According to uh, Voyager Space, the Starlab station will deploy after a launch in 2027, and once it's up, the free-floating structure will be a hub supporting a business designed to enable science research and manufacturing for customers around the world. For now, it's uh, at least it is not known how room service would work in low Earth orbit. So that's the uh, <clears throat> that's the story. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, book a room at the Hilton Space Lab. There you go. <clears throat> and how about this? Uh, here is a story that may make you feel a little bit better as you're waking up this morning, as you're getting your day started. If you just have this feeling that it's going to be a bad day, or maybe you've already had a bad day. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the uh, hot water, uh, heater went on the fritz and you have to take a cold shower or something i don't know whatever if you you know you wake up you're breaking hail whatever it might happen to be so if you're having a bad day consider this at least your bad day hasn't been this bad residents of woburn massachusetts are in an ongoing fight with a trove of turkeys Turkeys have taken over the neighborhood. This is according to uh, local uh, news uh, station WBTS in Woburn, Massachusetts. They say a flock of five wild turkeys have been uh, basically showing the people of this neighborhood that they are the real bosses of the town. Uh, the uh, turkeys are bothering residents uh, around sunrise and then again around sunset because they are looking for food and they apparently apparently see people as their competition. Uh, the birds do not react to blowing horns. They will chase people. They will even follow them up to their front doors. Megan Tolson is a resident of Woburn. It says the gang of birds began forming a couple of years ago. It started with one turkey, Megan says. His name is Kevin. I named him. 
Devin, Devin Farron, another resident, had a few crazy issues with the unruly and unwelcome neighborhood invaders. He says, they're up at 6 a.m., they're in my lawn, they start chasing us, they try, start trying to pop the tires of our cars. He said, it is getting to be too much. No one has really offered any solutions on how to restore peace in the city. But uh, 8-year-old Leo Tengu offered a an idea that could make things go back to normal. Again, 8-year-old says, why don't we just kill them and eat them? <laughs> and a little child shall lead them. <laughs> it's a brilliant idea. Just kill them and eat them. So, so there you go. No matter, no matter how bad your day is, if your neighborhood has not been uh, invaded by a flock of wild attack turkeys, <laughs> then, then it's not been such a bad day after all. There you go. Why don't we just kill them and eat them? That's a brilliant idea. Why didn't I think of that? Uh, some of the uh, most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Wednesday morning started. WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchek. Your WTOL 11 weather, partly to mostly sunny today, scattered afternoon storms, a high of 91. Mostly cloudy tonight, a low of 59. A roundabout has been constructed between Finley and Tiffin. The new roundabout is at the intersection of U.S. 224 and State Route 587 in western Seneca County. ODOT's Kelsey Hoagland says the roundabout will improve traffic flow and safety at that intersection. Between 2014 and 2018, there were 13 crashes. Seven of those were severe or resulted in severe injury. So this is a type of mechanism that we see a reduction in severe injury by 82% compared to a traditional intersection. You can get more of our conversation with Kelsey that includes a refresher on how to navigate a roundabout on the website. The mother and grandmother of a child who died in 2020 have entered pleas in a Lucas County courtroom. The body of little Braylon Noble was found in a Toledo apartment complex swimming pool two years ago. Lucas County prosecutors say that the claim that the three-year-old boy fell out of a window was made up to cover up his mother's negligence. Dejanae Cox in court has now entered an Alfred plea on counts of child endangering and obstruction, maintaining her innocence but admitting there's enough evidence to convict her. She'll be sentenced now in November at the same time as her mother, Bobby Johnson. She pleaded guilty to attempted obstruction. I'm Jack Crumley. Abortion clinics in Ohio have reopened their doors after a judge temporarily blocked the state's abortion ban. Abortions can now happen up to 20 weeks into pregnancy. A spokesperson for Planned Parenthood of Greater Ohio tells us clinics around Ohio are slammed with appointments. We were able to call back quite a few patients that we've had to turn away from the last couple of weeks. I'm Yolanda Harris. And that temporary block on Ohio's heartbeat law has now been extended until October 12th. An event is being held to update the community on the Riverside Dam restoration project in Finley. A community update will be held at the Waterfall Pavilion at Riverside Park from 10 to noon on Friday. The Blanchard River Watershed Partnership says the event will include discussion on the importance of the ecological restoration of the dam and the findings of an engineering study that was completed over the summer will also be discussed. I'm Matt Demchek for 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. Well, to your health this morning, about 25 million U.S. adults suffer from insomnia. How'd you sleep last night? The effect of insomnia is more than just tossing and turning at night. According to a recent survey, 70% of insomniacs 
say it has a significant impact on the way they function or the way they don't function throughout the entire day. Dr. Charlene Gamaldo is professor of neurology at Johns Hopkins University with us this morning. And this survey that we referenced uh, was done in conjunction with the Alliance for Sleep. Tell us about this alliance and its goals, first of all. Well, first of all, thanks, uh, Chris, for having me. And um, yes, I, I am thrilled to talk about our mission today, the Alliance for Sleep, which is a consortium of sleep experts who've come together and um, have had uh, contributions in the field of sleep research, education, and clinical care. And we wanted to come together to, to understand and, and create tools to appreciate What's the impact of insomnia on sufferers? What have been some of the barriers that they perceive in terms of achieving better sleep? Mm. And also, what have been some of the barriers for um, some of our first-line providers who are often not sleep experts? Um, what have been the barriers for them to meet their patient uh, needs? So this was um, a survey that we did. It was one of the um, first of its kind where we actually surveyed a thousand adults, along with uh, health general practitioners and psychiatrists, to get a better understanding of what's going on in the sleep world and sleep care and, <laughs> and the sleep care needs. And and what were some of the uh, key findings uh, from this survey that that stood out for you? Yeah, what stood out for me, you know, in practicing sleep for over twenty plus years. We um, have been treating insomnia patients for a long time. And, um, you know, I want to let the listeners know that there is a distinction between having uh, every now and again poor night's sleep, which is insomnia as, in this, as a symptom, mm -hmm. versus insomnia as a medical condition. Okay, so everybody, it's natural, it's going to have a bad night's sleep. What is not normal and is worthy of getting medical attention is when it rises to the level of uh, fulfilling the criteria of a met of insomnia as a diagnosis. So if that if a person is having difficulty with poor sleep over for more than three nights, for over three months, and it's directly associated with their overall functioning during the day, it's no longer something to blow off. It's no longer just, uh, you know, a no yeah. big deal thing. Yeah. And it's worthy of talking to, right? It's worthy at that point to seek medical attention, to talk to your healthcare provider, because it does impact not just how you feel, but your long-term health. Well, and you owe it to yourself. Yeah, get that. Yeah, that's what, one of the things I was going to mention is that obviously, you know, we talk about the way insomnia impacts people's functioning through the day, their sort of everyday functioning. But there is that uh, it's more quality sleep is more important than just for that. It's uh, like you said, long term health uh, could be at risk here. Exactly, exactly. So um, insomnia, I really see it as it's immediate and long term <laughs> impact, yeah. you know, immediately someone potentially feel lousy during the day, but not just that. I mean, um, what I appreciated from the survey that I did not appreciate to some degree was the gravity of the impact immediately during the day. You know, 19% 19 of folks who had difficulty sleeping 
actually linked it to a loss of a significant relationship because of their poor sleep. Mm. And almost a third said that financial struggles, they really um, link directly to the fact that they're not sleeping well. So, you know, there's that immediate um, personal, social, even like overall how you feel, immediate impact. And then from a long-term standpoint, as a neurologist, you know, there's issues with, you know, um, memory, cognition, so your brain function, your heart function, (laughs) um, how your immune system function, and the list just goes on and on. So it really is a short-term and a long-term Issues. So, as you mentioned, we're all going to have an occasional sleepless night uh, or a day where we feel like we have just not gotten a good night's sleep. That's normal. You talk about the uh, sort of the benchmarks of uh, knowing when it's something that is more serious. So what advice would you give to someone who is struggling with sleep, either occasionally or, or then if they suspect that it is something that is more serious, what then? Yes. So uh, the big thing to do first is uh, know this, that insomnia is a clinical diagnosis. You do not need um, a special device or a special test to qualify for that diagnosis. So if, um, you know, take, take stock of your, of your experience. Again, if you're having problems initiating or maintaining sleep or waking up feeling rested and restored for more than three times a week for over three months, and it's impacting your daytime functioning, it's time to seek help. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it begins oftentimes with your general practitioner, and i.e. that was the reason that we wanted to look at that in the wake of um, America poll. Yeah, and, and as you alluded to, uh, one of the other things that is interesting out of this survey is that, uh, as you point out, general practitioners are generally not sleep experts. Are they taking this as seriously as they should when uh, folks come to them saying, I'm not sleeping well? So, yes, based on the results of the survey, it was um, reassuring to see that the, the healthcare providers as well as the patients, both um, agree that sleep should be another pillar within overall health and evaluation. Both resoundingly agreed with that. What was interesting, though, was the disconnect between um, the healthcare provider's recollection of how often sleep is discussed mm-hmm. in a um, healthcare encounter versus um, the patient. Um, who actually felt it was discussed a lot less <laughs> um, from their perception. Mm. So there's a disconnect there. And, um, you know, one of the things that we're hoping to achieve is, you know, what are the ways that we can provide education, some tools, some resources to help bridge that gap? Because, you know, we recognize the general practitioners, they got a lot of stuff to cover. Right. Um, so, uh, no, you know, so this is not a diss on them. It's how can we help um, so that we can provide that in a targeted way so that it reaches the patients, it reaches the patients and, and that the, the perception that it was touched upon and that the patients feel that their voices was heard. So um, that, that's something that was extremely striking that came out of the survey 
and a, a strategy for where we can start. Again, uh, Dr. Charlene Gamaldo is professor of neurology at Johns Hopkins University, uh, talking about this uh, study with the Alliance of Sleep shedding light on the uh, problem, the significant problem of insomnia and how it impacts people and uh, their uh, relationship with a healthcare provider with respect to resolving this issue. Where do we get more information, some of those resources that you referenced? It is available online wakeupamericasurvey.com and it provides a summary of the results of the survey. It also provides some education in terms of some of the sleep myths um, that folks uh, had uh, that we hopefully can dispel <laughs> um, on this website and also a little bit more about what the Alliance is hoping to achieve. So that's at wakeupamericasurvey.com. Again, Dr. Charlene Gamaldo, thanks very much for being with us this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Now, the Good Mornings Community and Business Spotlight. So coming up this weekend, Pizza Lollapalooza. You may have heard of this other places in the past. We did one, Rick, you were saying in 2019, 2019 uh, trying to get this going, and then all of a sudden, boom, COVID hits. Well, now it is back, and now, you know, better than ever. Uh, Rick Tidd is with us, uh, kind of chairman of the uh, committee for the uh, Pizza Lollapalooza event. It is Saturday at the Hancock County Fairgrounds, right? Correct. And uh, give us all of the uh, details on this. It starts at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Pizza and desserts, yum, we love that. Yeah. And it runs until 2. And during the event, there's it's a family fun event. We have lots of things for kids. We have face painting, balloon animals. We uh, Batman and Wonder Woman are going to be there. <laughs> we have inflatables for the kids to enjoy. No charge to attend. Uh, but then you'll be buying pizza and desserts and that kind of thing, sure. helping us raise money for cancer patient services. We also have pizza eating contests, which was very popular last year. And this year we will be having the uh, celebrity judge, best pizza in Finley, and the public is going to vote on the best people's choice pizza in Finley. Uh, Scott Snap is with us too from uh, Lone Depot, the uh, presenting or the uh, naming sponsor uh, of this event. As uh, Rick was mentioning, a a benefit for uh, cancer patient services, uh, the uh, uh, main beneficiary. So, uh, obviously, a great cause. Absolutely. We've all been affected by by the the disease. And I think this is a great way for us to give back. And, you know, you see us out in the community a lot. We're always trying to give back. This is a worthy cause. It's our second time coming back as an aiming sponsor. And we'll be out there helping and doing whatever we can as well. Yeah. Um, And, you know, with your avatar. are you one of the uh, celebrity judges for this? Um, I am not a celebrity judge, although I think based on my eating habits, <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that, but I probably uh, qualify. <laughs> uh, there is how many um, uh, pizza places are, are going to be There'll part be five of this? pizza places to okay. choose from. All right, Marco's Pizza, Domino's Pizza, Heavenly Pizza, Campus Poly Eyes. Mm, good, good stuff. We get, uh, oh, there we go. Campus, here we, I've got the list here. Campus Poly Eyes, uh, Heavenly Pizza, Marcos, Domino's, uh, and Bellachino's. Bellachino's, that's yeah. what I knew yeah. I missed, right? So, uh, they should have been first, not the <laughs> And then uh, you mentioned uh, desserts as well. So, I yeah, mean, my, this is be my great. fairy cakes and we serve coffee are going to be there doing desserts for us. Yeah. Fairy cakes, those are delicious. I sampled those just the other morning. That's worth a trip out just to have those. There you go. Uh, so, um, like you said, a lot of things going on other than the pizza uh, as well. Yeah, that's it's uh, the last time we did this in 2019. The kids just had an absolute blast. The gentleman from the Shriners, who's doing the balloon animals for us, told us that he, he just he just looked completely worn out. He said he hadn't worked that hard <laughs> at, a, at a lot of events. So 
The kids are going to have a great time. Like I said, there's no fee to attend. You can come out and never even buy any pizza. We had people do that in 19. Just to you know, have a good time. Have but a good time. I have a feeling that once you get there, you're going to want hey, something to... Pizza and dessert. Something to eat. And uh, like you said, not just you've got the celebrity judges. So uh, thanks to all the celebrities for uh, donating their time. That must have been a hard sell. Actually, it, it wasn't as hard as you would think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to get people to sign up that way. Uh, but also the uh, People's Choice. Uh, People's award. Choice, yes. Everybody who attends the event will have an opportunity to vote. Uh, and uh, we'll actually be uh, projecting up on the wall the results of that vote during the day. So we'll ah, be able to see okay. that. So, so that'll be fun. Uh, and the uh, pizza eating contest. Yes, you get, a, you get 10 minutes to try and eat two 12-inch cheese pizzas if you complete it you're going to win because we had 12 contestants in 19 not one of them finished two complete pizzas okay and so uh when that judging we even have some buckets out front just in case (laughs) 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 and if that does happen to you you're disqualified uh, okay um so again it is all happening on saturday what's the uh time 11 a.m until 2 p.m we're doing a lunch this year okay it made it a little easier on our pizza vendors rather than doing it on a saturday night right obviously uh, that makes sense so uh i I, I gotta say one more thing scott and our other sponsors you know we just can't do something this this community gives so much money to so many events and we really appreciate what scott's done and, and our other sponsors and uh, again, all for a, a terrific cause. Absolutely. We, we love giving back to the community. And this is a fantastic cause. I encourage everybody to come out. It was a great time last year. Two years ago, I guess. COVID yeah. wiped out. You're right. Find yeah. us on Facebook, Pizza Lollapalooza. And you can also, if you like, volunteer and you will get a free shirt and free pizza, free food. How do they? Uh, how do folks sign up uh, to uh, volunteer? They simply go to our Facebook page. There's a link on a post that's at the top right now. Okay. Click on that link and it offers them all the options where they can work. And uh, we had 67 volunteers our first year. And terrific. And uh, looking forward to a, a great crowd, great food, great fun. And it's all for a great cause. Pizza Lollapalooza uh, this weekend. Rick Tidd and uh, Scott Snap. Do- thanks very much for dropping by. Looking forward to it. Getting hungry already. The Community and Business Spotlight is a promotional advertisement paid for by the featured sponsor. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veteran Services. (laughs) Uh, This from the International File in Chisholm, Australia. A man had some very choice words for uh, the individuals who broke into his home the other day uh, because they ruined his dessert. (laughs) Uh, James Elliott and Jackson Aldred allegedly broke into the home and stole a safe and uh, also a pickup truck. The uh, men are said to have entered the home where they were confronted by a man with a large carving knife who said, well, you've ruined my cheesecake. It's game on. (laughs) This was the victim who confronted the home in, uh, invaders with, with a carving knife. Dude, you've ruined my cheesecake. Now it's on. The uh, man was reportedly cooking a cheesecake at the time of the burglary. The alleged thieves fled and were later arrested. Police claim the keys to the pickup were found clenched between Mr. Aldred's buttocks. <laughs> Which... 
that would be enough to make the uh, story worthy of the broken news right there. But uh, <laughs> they were confronted for ruining the victim's cheesecake. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. This is a, a bizarre story. Really gave me a chuckle out of uh, North Carolina, where one family is sharing the story of their daughter's birth in the hospital parking lot there in Bismarck, North Dakota. Uh, baby Lula was delivered by labor and delivery nurse Chastity Johnson. Uh, Lacey Wohans and her husband had called ahead uh, saying that they were coming to the hospital. But again, it's North Dakota, big wide open spaces in that part of the country. Uh, they actually were 170 miles away when uh, Lacey went into labor. They're 170 miles away from the uh, hospital. Uh, they had to drive all of that way to Bismarck to have their baby. <laughs> and they almost made it. They got to the parking lot. And apparently she just couldn't wait any longer. <laughs> In the parking lot of the hospital. Is he Lacey's husband saying, We've made it this far. You can't at least get into the hospital. Is Anyway, uh, mom and baby uh, doing just fine. Thank you. <laughs> 170 miles. Almost made it. <clears throat> Speaking of uh, great milestones in people's lives, birth of a baby, how about getting married? Uh, this from Italy in uh, Parma, Italy. Uh, unidentified groom tried to score some serious points uh, at, his, at his wedding. Instead, ended up having to go see the doctor. Apparently, this is the story, tried to make a dramatic wedding entrance on his dirt bike. This was, <laughs> and you're thinking, this is not going to end well. It didn't. Uh, apparently, he said uh, he thought it would look pretty slick if he rode his bike around the corner and dismounted right in front of his bride. Now he comes comes up the, the aisle takes a, a hard turn, like a 90-degree turn, jumps off the bike, and is right there to get married. Murphy's Law decided it had another plan. Um, as the groom rounded the bend and sounded his horn as his friends waved checkered flags, <laughs> the front wheel jerked suddenly and sent him toppling over the handlebars. And, of course, he was not wearing a helmet. Uh, video of the incident shows the groom rolling across the pavement like a rag doll before he eventually uh, lands, before he eventually comes to a stop. The uh, soon-to-be-married man, who was uh, rather disheveled by this point, uh, then looks around in confusion. He was uh, rushed to a nearby hospital where it was found he broke his collarbone and needs uh, needed five stitches in his hand. <laughs> Uh, apparently, but not to be deterred, his bride-to-be waited by his bedside in her wedding gown, and, uh, the report is that, uh, when he regained consciousness, they got hitched. <laughs> At least he can say he's got quite a memorable wedding story to share with his friends. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. So we've got um, so we got baby births, a wedding story, and how about a birthday story? This in Memphis, where 23-year-old Kiara Welch uh, was reportedly celebrating her birthday and is now facing charges for 
the way she was celebrating, Kiara was firing shots out of a vehicle, <laughs> firing gunshots out of a vehicle uh, early Monday morning. Officers uh, also found her in possession of marijuana, and she admitted to drinking alcohol before she opened fire, explaining to the officers that she was tuning up for her birthday. <laughs> She is now facing charges of reckless endangerment, drug possession, and uh, illegal possession of a handgun. (laughs) So for her birthday, she got uh, charged with multiple offenses. That's not the birthday present she was anticipating, I guess. And finally, in the uh, broken news this morning, (laughs) in uh, Pittsfield, Massachusetts, a painter, a painter was hired to paint the word school in bright white lettering on East Street in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, so that motorists would know that they had entered a school zone. Okay, we've all seen that, right? You've seen the uh, the word school painted across the road to let you know that you're in a school zone. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, painter maybe needs to go back to school because after completing the task... High school officials, Pittsfield High School, noted that the contractor spelled school as S-C-O-H-O-L. <laughs> S-C-O-H-O-L. And it transposed those letters. The uh, principal of the school says, I immediately sent them a photo saying, we're not paying until this is fixed. Um, the... Uh, uh, the superintendent of the school was more amused than upset, noting that the company came back with black spray paint to fix the era error and repaint it. Unfortunately, the way they spray painted the first O and the following H transformed the S-C-O-H-O-L into something that looked like S-C-I-I-I-I-O-L. <laughs> that made it even worse. <laughs> the uh, company K5 Corporation also saw the humor in their mistake and they have offered to repaint the road at their own expense. <laughs> After a brief spelling lesson at the Skahole. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that is uh, today's broken news report. This update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less. Of Hancock County Veterans Services, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. And yet another major brand just announced it's halting all social media advertising. The two most overused and abused words in advertising are truth and trust. They are the two most precious commodities for all brands, big and small. As an advertiser, you have to trust your partners to protect your brand's truth using the media consumers trust radio it's on this message provided by wfin and now your daily download the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives a recent poll from the american psychiatric association found that 87 percent of americans 87 percent of us describe ourselves as either anxious or very anxious about the state of affairs in our country and around the world. There are plenty of reasons to be anxious, to be sure. With that said, however, there are some places you can go where you might be happier. 
WalletHub is out with their 2022 list of the happiest states in America. Uh, it's a ranking based on 30 different metrics like rates of depression and suicide, emotional and physical well-being, job satisfaction, job security, data compiled from a number of agencies, including the U.S. Census Bureau, Bureau of Labor Statistics, and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The best place to be the happiest state in America, this might not be a surprise, Hawaii. Hawaii, number one on the list of the happiest states in America. Maryland ranked second in the list, uh, followed by Minnesota and Utah. And New Jersey rounded out the top five. So Hawaii, not necessarily a big surprise at the top of the list. But um, I'm a bit surprised by some of those other ones. Maryland, Minnesota, Utah, and New Jersey, the rest of the uh, top five. The one place that you do not want to be, according to WalletHub's data, the least happy state, West Virginia, and is the least happy state of, uh, of their ranking. And in case you're wondering... Ohio ranks 38th overall, which sounds kind of low. I mean, 38th out of the the 50 states, and I'm assuming they throw through D.C. in there too. But uh, 38th is is rather low. But we can take solace in the fact that Ohio is one spot higher than Michigan. So each year, the International Day of Peace is observed on September 21st. And this year, the nonprofit Good News Corporation is working to create the largest outreach ever to strengthen the message at a time when we could really use it. Uh, Reverend Paul Sladkus is a founder of the Good News Corporation. And uh, Paul, talk a little bit about what the International Day of Peace means to you and why it's something that you are so passionate about spreading this message. Okay, Chris, thank you very much. You do a great show. uh, I'm very honored to have an opportunity to speak with you. The International Day of Peace uh, has actually been around since the United Nations Declared Day since 1984. Uh, It got reinvigorated with a resolution in 2002, and actually our company has been involved since 2002. Uh, We've done a uh, supporting the message of the International Day of Peace. The, The message of the International Day of Peace is the following. At 12 noon, the request is for a moment or minute of silence. At uh, also, the request is a ceasefire worldwide, everywhere, streets, schools, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. And lastly, uh, acts of kindness, acts of peace. We've been involved because uh, we're peace people and. Uh, We've been doing a concert, as I mentioned, in Central Park. I took over at Times Square also in the uh, about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And people can go to unify, U-N-I-F-Y, unify.org slash peace. And you can be broadcasting live from 1130 to 430 p.m. Um, this major event. So, as we said, it's a message that we could really use right now. And it resonates really on so many levels this is true peace is uh you know interesting we also have a broadcast called goodnewsbroadcast.com and i ask people what is peace for them you know and i every time i get a different answer 
of whether it's an inner peace or an outer peace or uh, or it's war or it's uh, doing nothing <laughs> or having a coke. Mm. So whatever it is, you know, everybody has their opinion of what peace is for them and everybody should and everybody should have a great time. We're very lucky. We're from the positive side of life and uh, we're really, really fortunate to be breathing and not have a gun facing us and, uh, you know, we should celebrate Peace yeah, and we should celebrate life. It, right? it, it, it's interesting uh, too. Uh, you know, you talk about some of the different ways that people interpret this. Uh, for example, inner peace. I, I guess I really wouldn't have have thought about that. I, you know, I think of obviously global peace. You, know, you get global global conflicts. You see what's going on in uh, Ukraine and 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 so on. And uh, you've got uh, certainly a lot of upheaval in this country with respect to social issues, politics, etc. I mean, pick your poison. Um, but. I, I would imagine too. Uh, part of this is to maybe think about this in different ways that that maybe you haven't before. That inner peace, that peace, you know, within our family or whatever it might happen to be. Uh, to uh, think about all of the ways uh, in which you know we can be a more peaceful society. I guess. Yeah. No, that's well stated. You know. I mean. You know, peace can just plain old be happy. You know, laughing. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> that's peace for me. Or. Uh, you know, having a good time with some friends or a good time alone, whatever. Yeah. Um, loving yourself, loving others, caring, uh, hugging somebody, you and know, uh, hugging a tree, a, a dog, yeah, whatever. Whatever it might, you know, however you want to uh, apply that. I mean, I think we can all uh, uh, relate to it on, on some level, uh, whatever, however that uh, definition, whatever that de- definition is uh, for you. And I also like, uh, as you mentioned the uh, tie-in with uh, doing acts of kindness for others, because you know, isn't isn't that something that we know makes us feel good? Uh, it promotes peace and understanding uh, with our fellow man. I just I love that part of it as well. Well, I agree with that by far. That I think is the uh, our brotherhood and sisterhood of uh, humankind um, is uh, is the potential of harmony uh, worldwide and uh, uh, you know caring about somebody or just not bothering them <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> yeah uh, it's, it's, it's good it's, it's good so I think a moment of silence for peace a minute of silence we get Ringo Starr up there and Ringo uh, virtually will say you know gonna have my moment a uh, minute for, for peace I'm gonna have my moment now this is on a video and a big screen in Times Square, and then he takes take a moment, and we show uh, people in time. We create a human peace sign in Times Square, and we have a lot of celebrities, uh, peace messengers as well. So uh, this uh, pause the world for peace uh, initiative that you has uh, have today, as you mentioned, um, it is really an all day event. Culminates at noon, and uh, you said people can uh, tune in online, right? Where can we watch all of this? Yes, they can. It actually starts at uh, 11.30, and then it'll go to probably 5 o'clock. <laughs> it's going to go to 3 o'clock. The more people wanting in, more people want to perform, more people, more people. I'm like crazed. Um, it's called Unify, unify.org slash peace, P-E-A-C-E. And the good news is that we've made this new, a new partnership with this organization, and they've been very successful. They're 
they know how to use social networking to the max, um, meaning that they have 115 million uh, followers on Facebook. Wow. Um, and so if, if I get, uh, you know, 1% that's of really them, cool. I, I would be happy. Yeah, that's really cool. So, I mean, it's, you know, getting the message out. Yeah, being, and being, a big deal. And being part of uh, uh, something that is uh, larger than just yourself or just one community or even just one country. There's something kind of cool about that, too. We'll uh, link that up on our webpage. Folks can check it out for this International Day of Peace. Uh, Reverend Paul Slatkus, again, uh, founder of the Good News Corporation, with us this morning. Paul, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. And that will finish up our podcast for today. Thanks to all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. Remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on the show at our webpage. That, of course, is goodmornings.net. Coming up tomorrow on the program, in 2021, children's hospitals nationwide saw a 31% increase in mental health admissions among children and teens, and yet there are only one-fifth of the number of professionals needed to deal with youth in need. We'll talk about how to address the mental health crisis among young people. So until tomorrow morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. We'll catch you back here tomorrow.